records after the Beatles broke up. Hold on, let's pull them up. Okay. You listen to all their first solo records. Yeah. Beatles. Beatles. Talking about the Beatles. You listen to All Things Must Pass. Yeah, that's the best and you one. Thought, and you thought, well, that it was great, that, that one where he did the, wait, wait, what is it called? There's great songs on that. Fuck. I was going to call out some of my deep cut favorites. Because I was thinking about how John Lennon probably never did listen to that whole record. Because he didn't like the one that was like, oh, you know who yeah. did like that song? Martin Scorsese. He liked it enough to put it in Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah. Curiously, no other Beatles I mean, are in Goodfellas. I mean, poor, poor George, though. He wasn't trying to impress Martin Scorsese. Nobody he did. He was just trying to impress John Lennon at the end of the day. He did it enough. That's the sad thing about, I mean, that's George's plight, is someone who wants to, you know, his, his daddies are John and Paul. And he has to slay them, but he learned everything from them. And but that's the whole story. That's like you get a wonderful daddy story within a daddy story itself, which is the Beatles. You know, John rebelling against his absence of a daddy. You know, there's uh, probably a small segment of our audience who, like, there's a lot of our audience who's like don't want to hear Dustin talk about the Beatles. But then there is a small subset of the audience who would be like, yeah, I would like to listen to a whole episode of Dustin just talking Beatles. <laughs> you know, I should actually, I should record just a Patreon. No, not, like, not even, because I don't want have someone to have to pay for it. Yeah, do like an just record pass. just like, this is uh, this is just an episode of just me talking about the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. You can skip this. It's totally fine. Uh, hold on. I want to find the, the good George song that I like. Also, I have, as I'm a George hater, right? Yeah, I I shit on George way too much. That's that's what I really but, learned from it. Is we all they, we sh- for some reason it's so predictable. It always happens this way. Instead of just acknowledging that all of the Beatles are a part of the Beatles, and we yes. should just oh, like, they all love them all. We have to turn I'm, them into factions and like pick pick sides. It's like I'm beyond that though. Like, are you? Yeah, no, no. I'm past like I've like the church has been created, and we're creating factions now. You know, we're creating different. Yeah, we got to get back to just the Catholic Church, aka yeah. the Beatles. And we have to, and like I, and I still respect the original church as far as like ultimately, yes, we're correct to fall on our knees to worship all four, but the really true, true deeper faith is to absolutely shit on them and tear them apart. Sure. Well, how about by them? I mean George. <laughs> No, you should share on Paul because he's the Anglican Church. He's the Anglican Church. Okay, Ringo's obviously Unitarianism, like you know, the most benign, but also like the silliest. So on All Things Must Pass, we have the Ballad of Sir Frankie Crisp. Anyone who has not listened to that, I'm not joking. It sounds like I'm joking. That's one of the best songs on the album. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of that fu- song, fucking rock. Here, here we go. I'm playing. Sounds it. like music for perverts. I'm playing it. Come on, aren't you supposed to defend George? I'm I, I'm always going to defend. I don't know. George. I don't. I just think you're. Supposed but like to... the titles of the songs are all you can't per- even perverted do it. British bullshit. <laughs> no one was better at giving a song a perverted British title than fucking Paul McCartney. Okay, that's enough of that song. I'll put it at the end beautiful. of the episode. It's a beautiful song. Saw it in books. I read it on tape.
Paul is the most Protestant Beatles, so he's definitely not Trent Kath. Even if he, I don't care that he went to go live on a farm and make music with his wife. That does, that's all. That's all pretend. That's that's fucking a, a shtick. It's like when a New Yorker's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go live in a tiny house." No, you and they can't. Post you, a bunch can't of, you can't critique Paul. Yes, I can. He he added her to his band. Paul should be critiqued. He like he, oh oh so Paul. If Paul wanted to just have sex with random ladies, you wouldn't add your wife as the keyboardist to your band. Paul rocks. Paul's trad cath. Paul does Paul's rock. Paul's true. Uh, That's Paul- why we hate Paul, is because he's such a good fucking guy. Oh, is he though? Because he's also <laughs> kind of a bitch sometimes. Like when the Beatles broke up, he's the one who announces I'm leaving the band, despite he's clearly from watching Get Back, the only one who wants to keep the Beatles together. He just knows yeah. that the other two guys right. are about to leave, so he's like, I have to be, be, seem like I'm the cooler one. I'm the one who's leaving. It's my decision. Well, I, I view it as that he's afraid. He of- loves the Beatles. He wants the Beatles to stay together. He's the part where Paul cries. Did we forget this? Where Paul's, I haven't got to that part. Paul is tearful because he realizes this might be the end of the fucking Beatles. Well, sure. But He's then, like, nobody wants to do this shit anymore. Right. So then I will bitch out and act like it's my decision. He's been Beatles doing that since Brian Epstein died. He had to. And for the, for the sake of dis- dis- differentiating him from the uh, international global child pedophile, we will call him Brian Epstein. Uh, I don't think that might even be how you actually say his name. But Brian Epstein died, and then Paul had to be the daddy, and no one liked him for it, you know. But yeah, someone had to be daddy. Did we, they? Well, I mean, they didn't have to, but we got more Beatles albums than we would have otherwise if Paul didn't decide he had to be be daddy or at least try to be until his friends didn't like him anymore. Well, let's welcome our next guest, Azealia Banks, who's going to trash talk the Beatles and talk about how much she likes the Peach Boys. And that is totally fine with me. Welcome, Azalea. (laughs) Tell us all about how, uh, yeah, the Beatles, the Beach Boys would have fucking totally trounced the, uh, the, the, she probably just thinks they're a bunch of F-slurs. The, oh, the Beatles? That's why she doesn't like them? But she thinks the... I mean, she's the a huge... Clearly she men. thinks the she's Beach Boys are homie, just fucking burly ass, like, just alpha... Ch- alpha Wait, she likes the Beach Boys? Is yeah. that what she Yeah, said? that's her thing, is that she thinks the Beach Boys are better, which is why I have no problem with her opinion. Yeah, it's not like she's saying, like, I don't know, Moody Blues are better. She's saying yeah. a band that actually is worthy She's of like, oh, compared. Led Zeppelin's actually the one for me. Okay. No. You actually care about good music. You like the Beach Boys. Yeah. Led Zeppelin is fine if you like to hear a guy who'd like moan and, you know, go. I just like to hear songs about hobbits. That, you know, and everyone's made the joke, but Peter Jackson, how funny is it? It's lovely. What? What's you the know joke? the Beatles What's wanted the to he make... He made two trilogies about four beloved mop tops. Uh, you know the Beatles wanted to make a Lord of the Rings movie starring the Beatles. Did they? That is very funny. And then you know was going to be, be the Hobbits? John was going to be Smeagol. <laughs> yeah, they were just going to be like random <laughs> No, no, they were going to be Hobbits. A couple of them were going to be Hobbits. Oh, they were just going to be... Like, I think Paul and George are... Well, two of them were going to be Sam and... It's so funny or, to not yeah, make like them all Mary the Hobbits. Pippins. It would be weird if... 
fucking Paul yeah but john wanted to be smeagol George like you got to appease john john's like i have to be naked with a bald cap on covered in slime that's the only way i'll do it and Tol- tolkien was like no fucking way <laughs> they've made all these plans they bought the bald cap and skin suit for john and then tolkien was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> what no the beatles the teeny boppers no but it's a weird role play for uh, John and Yoko when that got canceled. Got to well, use that slime somehow. A welcome to Trash Delivery. Welcome to Trash Delivery. Hello. My name is Dustin. My name is Virgil. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is... Yeah, this is... I'm Kevin. This is Virgil Kevin. Virgil. And this is Nick Vir- Texas over here. Nick Texas. Virgil Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, yep, that's the, yep, that's the normal, we're back to a normal episode, that's the normal start to the episode. It begins in media res, talking about the Beatles. Uh-huh. We talked about the Beatles, you know. I feel like it's making me nauseous. You nauseous? Yeah, like all this Beatles talk is making me feel. That's all good, you know. Okay, we need to we don't have to shutter. talk about the Beatles anymore. I'm thrilled personally to see the world engaged with the Beatles once again, because I know that an entire generation is having Beatles impressions branded upon their minds. The Beatles lives on once again. That is kind of cool, actually. Into the future. Twitter, yeah. Twitter's been talking about TikTok, the Beatles for like two weeks. There's been there's been Beatles TikTok memes as far as like John being this way, Paul being this way. Uh, the Beatles, they live on forever. They're, you can't get rid of them. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry, Beatles haters. You know, but to all the Beatles haters out there, I'd like to say the very instinct with which that 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 makes you angry, which is people liking the most obvious thing to like. Your instinct to want to shit on and and hate the most obvious thing to like is the inverse of the instinct that you want to shit on. You wanting to hate the Beatles for being popular is the inverse of the thing that you're assuming. Beatles fans, yeah, it's just as lame. like the Beatles for it's just which as lame. the thing the thing about that equation is that the Beatles fans, the true the actual ones, don't actually like the Beatles because they're popular. They like the Beatles because they like the Beatles. Yeah, I think that's it's not just as lame because I think I can't imagine anyone who likes the Beatles just because they're popular. No, that's the thing. The people that hate the Beatles assume people that like the Beatles like them because they're popular. No, they're totally happy liking the Beatles yeah. because they have all this awesome music to listen to. Yeah. There's a lot actually. They're it's, totally. Fine. It's a difference between like listening to whatever's on the radio and being like, oh yeah, that's fine. Like it's not like the Beatles are playing on ninety five five like pop radio anymore. So if you're listening to them, that means you've made a choice. If you're just a guy who wants to hate the Beatles, you got nothing. All you have is hating the Beatles. Oh, you guys hate raid. It's a hate raid. And do not tell me that I'm white for listening to the Beatles. And do not tell me that John Lennon beat his wife. I don't want to hear it. Don't say it to me. Okay? I mean, this is the, this is much the same way I feel about old Hollywood, where it's like you could don't tell me anything bad about it. I already know. I've compartmentalized it. I've put it aside in my in the brain. I know. I know all of it. It doesn't. I'm it, above it. I'm beyond it. I've yes. transcended it. Yes. This yes. is a Beatles, old Hollywood safe space. Yes. Don't say anything bad about them. Yeah, I don't want. To, I certainly don't want to hear it. So. So now we're gonna move on to. Uh, Wait, I, I, I was. I'm my. I, uh, for my TikTok job, 
What, there was a chick I oh, yeah. was looking at today. No, hold on. Let's, sounds, let's, 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 uh, I haven't talked about this in the I don't already. think so. I talked about it last week. Yeah, no, Nick talked about it. We have, what is your TikTok job? I, I work for a birthday company and I have to spend my time on TikTok looking at like Chilean birthday company. I think it like, <laughs> are you saying I work for a birthday company? It's like, if you're being interrogated, that's be like instantly like. It sounds like you tell me the fucking truth. Come on, don't fucking lie to me. You work for a birthday company. Yeah, it, okay. It kind of sounds like you work at like a par- like a party supply store. Stop fucking with that me. I'm like not a fucking idiot. Paper plates and balloons. <laughs> no, I, I work for the birthday company. No, I work for a birthday company. It's the it's the place where women go uh, for young studs to. You know, make babies, uh, you know, create birthdays. He works at a breeder facility? <laughs> yeah, I'm a breeder. For humans? Yeah, what? he's ins- doing <laughs> insemination. I'm a, yeah, I'm the old stud that's out there on the farm. You okay. Know, creating the future. You got to get those influencers horny and then get their dicks in the... No, okay. Now it's confused. Okay. It's confused now. No, I work for a... He works he's got to bir- figure out the people's birthdays, He works birthdays, for a, a birthday com- company. He goes online... The and the job says, "Hey, please find this man's this boy's birthday from the TikTok." And he's like, "You got it, boss." Chilean TikTok. <laughs> I'm on top yeah. of it. Yeah. <clears throat> Curiously, weird thing about my job is TikTok. You know, a Chinese company, right? Never. And I I see profiles from all over the world. I never see Chinese TikTokers, which make, probably you're not equipped to find their birthday. No, no, no. They don't even come up in my feed ever. They're never in the, the queue. There's mm-hmm. never a Chinese uh, TikToker, which is like, do they keep them separate? I don't yeah. know. China, Chinese TikTok, is TikTok actually rocks. In China? It's super no, intellectual and communist. Yeah, but Chinese still. TikTok, the reputation American TikTok. I mean, TikTok, Trump's thought TikTok was like a secret plot. Right? I honestly, having done this job, I think there he's right. But, um, <laughs> but it's well, a, I mean, yeah, by a big plot tech, to right? like destroy us from the inside. It's out. the normal big tech. Like uh, we scoop up info, we scoop up shit. We don't know what to do with other than we can probably use it to control you well, that, somehow, or to sell it to someone who wants to control you. That's what I'm saying. The the, the lack of Chinese why, presence uh, on here makes me think that it is a Chinese weapon. Well, maybe the maybe President Xi is pre- preventing the Chinese people from having their information just uh, you know uh, scooped up willy nilly. And sold, and it's just uh, us. We're just the the Occidentals. The bad guys are winning, folks. But yeah, which you know it leads me to that we should. Where's this fucking? Wait, before you pull this up, you're sitting on it. I'm I sitting. have to tell you why I brought up the TikTok. It's because there's a TikToker. She's like this like hot Argentinian woman. Let me be clear. She's of age. Uh, who just her whole TikTok is her just like lip syncing the Beatles. And I was like, this is a TikToker after Dustin's own heart. Lip syncing the Beatles. Yeah. How did a fucking... The thing is, it's like no one, you know, no one could like shit on a Beatles fan more than a Beatles fan. As far as like... Oh, wow. You know, we're it's like real like intra left type shit. Like, you know, I'll be like, oh, are you really a communist? Like, okay. <laughs> You're telling me Yellow Submarine is your favorite Beatles song? That's not even a real fucking Beatles you album. You're telling me that's your favorite album? That's not a real album. Did you know that their voices aren't even in the fucking movie? That they were just fulfilling a contract obligation? Wait, you fucking idiot. Are you, Yo, you like that, that movie? Argentinian woman it can't sucks. like the Beatles? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Wow. 
Interesting. You're going to read from the Atlantic. Anyone south of the fucking equator, do not like the Beatles. <laughs> and do not call me white for liking the Beatles. <laughs> now, are there, we're going to do a reading series like Chapo. No, I don't know if this... I, I, this is not an actual reading series. I mean, as far as I don't have any good segments picked out, but I did have um, put in my mailbox by the, the mail people who... The mail people. Just put, you, know, I don't, you know, I don't know. There's mail... It's men and women... <laughs> <laughs> they just deliver the trash to See, your they, mailbox. They, uh, yeah, it's very, you know, I live, it's like they know that this is my podcast or something, that they, when they don't know what to do with mail that doesn't seem to correspond to any like real address existing or anything, they just put it in our mailbox. It seems to have been working them for a, working for them for a long time uh, because it's been like, I think a person a year has lived here based on the amount of mail I get that is supposed to come to this address uh, that is just in different names. It's like, my God, the roulette wheel here. Um, but they just are like, okay, yeah, we just anything we don't have to do with it, we'll put it in here. So that's how I ended up with the Atlantic magazine with this awesome, really awesome cover. We've got uh we've got Putin, President Xi, we got Maduro, Lukashenko, uh, who's this other guy? Some other guy. Who's that guy? They're all walking. Well, we can't see. What it's you... Reservoir Dog style. Know? I'm pretty sure that's Lukashenko. Uh, I don't know who that guy is in the far right. On the far right. Oh, the far. Who's the most? Why don't you read the article? Well, because um, I'm pretty sure it's stupid. But I like the picture on the front where they're all walking really cool. I don't know who that is. It's Oh, also the is text. Maybe Victor Orban? The important text is that the text on the front of this says, the bad guys are winning. Are you sure someone didn't just put this in your mailbox because they'd be like, oh, Dustin would be happy to know that the bad guys are winning. <laughs> I just, this is such bad PR for Western, like, interest as far as. I would assume the Atlantic does actually think these guys are the bad guys and aren't like in the pocket of China and like Russia and stuff. Why did they put a make a cover where they look awesome and it says that they're winning? It's a interesting choice. Okay, Kevin, there's the article. He's okay. What do you got to read? He's going to read. He's trying to figure out who that that last guy is. Okay. But read an excerpt from it. <clears throat> at random i assume you yeah. had one that you already wanted no i have no excerpts from it oh, i also i, I don't, don't read this I, crap man i read business i think news. that's Assad. oh oh okay. guy's Assad. wait let me oh, get well, better, that's the one i would support the most then it says his name in here and I'm pretty oh sure of course that's him. oh oh yeah damn. That's how ironic he's the most uh far right on the page because he's the most leftist among them president Assad, the so the communist Oh, I see. I see Uyghur. Oh. Okay, cool. <laughs> so. Did you see that that one pre? There was like a recent bill that was passed to condemn like uh, the Uyghur detention. I camps. thought they were dropping that, but and they really didn't. The uh. only guy who voted against it was an insane uh, Republican guy who just posted a, a Christmas picture of his entire family all holding assault rifles. And now I guess I like that guy's cool. I don't know. You know what can I say? Just Maybe saw, he's on to something. Saw the name Navalny. Kevin's just leafing through this. He told me to. I read a read a paragraph. I'm trying to see if I can find one that actually 
looks good. Just, read, opposed it, to just reading one at random. Yeah, come on, read it at random. Right. What, the what same show is true of the fight for human rights. Statements made at a diplomatic summit won't achieve much if politicians, citizens, and business. See, like, there's, I, we don't even know what the fuck they're talking I about. I was engaged. You were, you, we don't even know Read the first paragraph. The first, first one. Okay, I'll read first the first one. paragraph. Start, let's kick us off. Come on. Tell me, I want to know. I just want to be reassured the bad okay. guys are actually are you ready? Are you because ready? like they make a good case with the cover, but please just like tuck me into bed. Let me know that they are <clears throat> actually winning. The future of democracy may well be decided in a drab office building on the outskirts of Vilnius alongside a highway crammed with impatient drivers heading out of town. I met Svetlana, Russian last name, there this spring, in a room that held a conference table, a whiteboard, and not much else. Her team, more than a dozen young journalists, bloggers, vloggers, and activists, was in the process. Okay, I'm gonna. This is horrible. I'm sorry. That's see, they're doing. They're they're talking about a a witness. Oh, here we go. Wait, they're talking about Lukashenko, who's like. Just like see, look for the word Putin or she. Right. It's read. Here we go. This one. This one looks like it's giving me a good paragraph. Because I see James Bond. Okay. Okay. This is not to say... I'm going to read the last sentence of the... the this is from the Atlantic, okay. everyone. Here we go. The propagandists share, resource, share resources. The troll farms that promote one dictator's propaganda can also be used to promote the propaganda of another. Fuck. In themes, pounding home the same messages about the weakness of democracy and the evils of America. This is not to say that there is some super secret room where bad guys meet, as in a James Bond movie. Nor does the new Shit, autocrat... there's just guys you could hire in Russia to post bad Facebook memes? Then <laughs> there's no Spectre? That's, this is Fuck. Spectre. Who's, which one's Blofeld, do you think? You mean I could just use my money to hire troll farms to just post <laughs> Facebook memes no one pays attention to? And anyone could do it? Uh, nor does the new autocratic alliance have a unifying ideology. Among modern autocrats are people who call themselves communists, nationalists, and theocrats. No one country leads this group. Washington likes to talk about Chinese influence. God what damn. Really bonds it's almost as if club. they're describing <laughs> capital itself. This sentence is great, though. Listen to this. Washington likes to talk about Chinese influence, but really, what, what, but what really bonds the members of this club is a common desire to preserve and enhance their personal power and wealth. That does not happen here, folks. That is what when you see sentences described, just this is a constant theme where it's like basically fundamentally there is no ideological like qualm there, or at least like you know, kind of it, it comes down to like, oh, what are you gonna do? Cry about it? Where like so much of what's going on with this new business, like this new news cycle and this new like business news cycle. And it's, it's this fucking thing that says the bad guys are winning seems to be like this this imperial attitude just, adjustment as far as like, just be, like, fuck. I guess we don't get to rule the world anymore. Like, it seems to be going that way. Like, I guess we could still have the big ass fucking war up our sleeves or as far as our, I mean, the 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 interests in this country that, that stand to lose, but really the, every, everything's been so financialized. Well, they want to sell the, it's better to sell the idea that as opposed to America just being, becoming like 
a part of the algorithm, you know, no longer in charge of it because it's it's above all nations. It is like the 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 obelisk that we all worship to, and uh, instead of just because that reality, you can't tell anybody that. So as a, to explain why America is not in charge of the world anymore, they have to come up with this convenient like, yeah. oh no, it's the other countries. It's yeah, the like, bad I mean, ones. remember those well, and, ones? And also, there is just a very real thing as it's just having to come to terms with the fact that like, oh shit, China's going to do things, and there's actually we can't do anything about it. Sometimes, like all of the I like I keep listening to all these investors and shit. Like, and there's this hilarious and conference that was about the new emerging world order that I I watched with Tony Blair and Hillary Clinton. Uh, just they're you know. still around. Talk, <laughs> they're they're gonna about guide things? us. No, they no, and they're also gonna guide us through this turbulent time of uh, shifting hegemony. Uh, what does Tony Blair thinks going on in the world these days? Well, you know, he thinks it's pretty scary what's going on with China. Yeah. But also, they all what does say he think they're going to. They do? all say it's no. I mean, here's what they think they're going to do: is that they think that they're basically an economic force that they can't do anything about. All the military shit is, or all of they, they, they are. They would love it if China actually started, uh, like, beating their chest in retaliation, because all China's doing is just basically sitting back for the historical processes. Uh, of capital shifting towards their, them. Like, they're about to start, we're about to kick off into this whole new uh, world phase where the, the, everything is recapitalizing in, the, in Africa and the Middle East at, at the lead of Chinese hegemony. Do you, think they should, do you actually think it to be recapitalized in the Middle East? I think yeah, with, I, with the way the climate's going, do you really think that? That's well, maybe happen? not the middle. It's Africa for sure. Do you think that's going to happen? Well, the, either the plans are to build the. I mean, they're building. They have infrastructure plans. I know that there are resources in Africa, but I feel like there's an X factor with the climate you can't really factor in. A, no, Africa's for sure because it's basically a process of capital reinvestment where the, there's no where for capital to reinvest itself at this point because it's accumulated to a and to an extent that there's no market large enough for it to put itself into meaningfully it's it's completely been uh like uh what's the word not not submerged uh it's soaked in here that's why it's gone into the financial the financialization phase began in the 70s that was the shift to the neoliberal. The, the shift to the neoliberal order was the financialization of this current accumulation regime. Yes. And so the shift to the next is the area that has the most people and the least development is Africa, and that's what Chinese capital is going to be doing. The, the I mean, China's gone through its industrial phase. Like. I I basically see two in my like big step out, uh, step back, past of the world going, which direction the world's going to go in. I could see, I would like to think that the final phase would be China and its authoritarian, uh, like like war communist government, suborning capital, and leading us into some kind of new system that involves also the. Like you know, the Chinese populace having some sort, you know, like that there that there will be some sort of conflict there, some sort of class conflict in the heart of China, and that that could that could be the thing that severs 
the umbilical cord of the capital demon. Wait, you're looking for China to take over the world, and then for what's well, China, which is now everybody, to then fight the Chinese Take over the state. world is a dramatic way to put it. Because it's not become the America. Because the hegemony that I'm talking about is not one of like unilateral enforcement. It's one that actually is of mutual benefit benefit to the areas that are being developed. That's historically how it's always played out. Become the global hegemon. So that's why I think actually the more likely version is that they do that to Africa, but the real people's revolution comes from Africa. The real fuck like. That's the next step. That's like I mean, this is like. You think they're going to capitalize that much? Yeah, they have to. Well, unless they suborn capital to the point where capital no longer is operating on pure profit motive, which I would love that they if they could do that. That would rock. It's a big demon to kill, though. Sure. And I could see them failing to kill it, but getting the next step along. This is a really cool sci-fi book. I can't wait to read it. You think that this is not how? How do you think it's going to go? Not, we've done, we've had this exact conversation at the bar a couple weeks ago. This, this you what do you think is going to happen though? You like think, I, I don't think that know. nothing's going to happen. I don't know, but I don't yeah. think it's, anything's going to break in a positive way. Well, pa, I'm, you think I'm describing a positive future? You seem so excited about it. It's hard for you. Oh, not I'm to just seem happy to be a positive. witness of history. I wish I could be a ghost floating above all this. <laughs> I wish I could be dead. <laughs> we can make that happen. And just seeing it all. If that's really how it goes. Should we party monster Dustin? <laughs> like, I'm not exactly thrilled about my role in it or anything. There's no role for you in this. Probably not. That would be fucking ridiculous and incredible if there is a role for me in it. Uh, but I'm just thrilled. You should bring rock music to I, China. Look, the reason why I don't want to die is not because I love life. It's because I just want to watch it all happen. I, I relate to that. I just want to fucking... I think this is an amazing story. It's a great story. That like the fucking story of humanity is fucking super interesting, and it's exactly what you would want to do if you were God. Like he did an awesome job as far as creating. People are like, "Oh, the world's got so much suffering. Why would he make the world so bad?" This is perfect. Yeah, story with no conflict is boring. This is exactly what you'd want to do if you were an omnipotent, omnipresent being that was bored to shit, bored out of your mind. This is fucking great. You're so enthralled. I'm I'm him right now, and I'm doing like if you if, like if that is the case, it's like he's making a podcast right now, and he gives a shit about it. Why should he? Well, if God's a real artist, and I think he is, it's gonna have a bad ending. Oh, he's an artist. Here's the thing: I had an emotional moment about my grandpa the other day. I was all crying in my car, connecting to God, and then I saw a fucking bag flying around in the wind. <laughs> I was like, "You got American Beauty." Yeah. Like- to my friends. For pointing out my worst qualities. I know you do it because you love me. And that's why I love playing Lester. Because we got to see all of his worst qualities and we still grew to love him. And this movie to me is all about how any single act from any single person put out of context is damnable. But the joy of this movie is that it is real beauty. I do have a, I have a news update on that uh, Taco Bell 
has canceled their planned test of Beyond Meat's carne asada after trying samples. Because it's garbage. Because Beyond Meat fucking sucks. If anyone who doesn't follow my Twitter account... That's that's your. This is my new thing. The only thing that this I is actually the horse care that about. he's been flogging. The one for the political last two stance weeks. that I will not back down on. I don't know what political connections Beyond Meat has that is allowing them to p- propagate their bullshit, but it's not anything to do with their quality because it's fucking eraser pink, nasty shit that doesn't turn brown when you cook it. It it's just it's like it, they package it in a square. Like the Impossible Meat right next to it. So you're like, oh, these are like equivalent comparable products. No. One is just disgusting, like licky tongue gunk. One is real ass fucking meat. It will taste, if you put Taco Bell seasoning in it, it will taste like the best tacos you've ever had as a vegetarian. One will just taste like you tried to cook the heel of your fucking like sneakers. I have a question. You use licky tongue there as yes. uh as a descriptor, were you trying to use it in terms of the color of the Pokemon Licky Tongue or the texture of like a tongue? I think I keep going back to that because it just encompasses it all. The Licky Tongue, it's like the pink, the sickly pink, the nasty saliva, <laughs> the gross monster uh, <laughs> element, just being some, just being a nasty thing. Licky Tongue is a gross Pokemon. <laughs> no one likes him. And Why beyond, does he exist? You know, he's the Beyond Meat of Pokemon. Exactly. Yeah. No, get him out of your party. Or Beyond Meat is I mean, the licky tongue of of fake meat. I yeah. like licky tongue. I just find all the Pokemon that are normal type one stage Pokemon to be basically worthless. And that is super sus. If you're a Pokemon that doesn't evolve, it's like, what? Come on. We need some ch- we need some changes. I mean, here. what's going on? Honestly, though, why oh, he don't doesn't you evolve? evolve? No, he's a one stage Pokemon. I mean, who knows? At this point, he might have some pre-evolution that i don't know about it's sus i don't like to know you know i don't know i don't know how to elaborate on that but i'll just say stay away from my party don't 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 look anything like my food or remind me of it ever if you're just some freak ass one evolution pokemon that doesn't have evolve ever you're not even one evolution you were born that way and you stayed a freak forever don't remind me of my fake meat ground beef (laughs) that's what i have to say to you uh, and also, fuck you, Beyond Meat. Stop partnering with national chains. Stop peddling your bullshit to KFC. To Taco Bell is l- rightly well, caught on to your fucking bullshit. Burger King smartly partnered with Impossible. Yes, Burger King did it right. And guess what? When Burger King came out with the uh, Impossible Whopper, what was the what was the acclaim universally? Oh, this is great. This tastes just like a Whopper. Yep. That's. Not a coincidence. And when people are praising Burger King, like unanimously, mm-hmm. I mean, this is like the Lions winning the Super Bowl over here. Impossible so. meat, everyone. They're about to go public. They're about to be a pub- publicly traded company. And you got to buy into that shit immediately because guess what's on the horizon? The crackable egg. The crackable fake egg. There is a real scientist that is in charge of Impossible Meats. I forget his name, but he's a real scientist. All the fake meat, all the other companies have fake scientists. They're pretending to do real science. The guy who is impossible is making real crackable eggs. He's making everything that you could dream of. Literally, I just was venting one day about why don't they do that? Like I was like, I was like, impossible will probably do that. And then I Googled it. And the first thing I found, yeah, they're do they're in the it's in the works. Don't worry. 
God bless impossible. And also I would like to say I will never, even if they offer me a million dollars, I'll never advertise for impossible because I want you to know this is real. This is real. I'll fucking turn them down and say, no, I need the people to know that I really do love your product and I'll never take money for it. And Stay I'll pure. kill them for asking. Wow. Don't and don't shoot the messenger, man. That's just the way it's going to be. And also I will if you hear that uh, like any sort of explosions took place at the Beyond Meat factory, <laughs> that wasn't me. Cuz they have it coming. No one needs to do any terrorism. They suck. It tastes like shit. It tastes Why like don't fucking erasers. Morning Star first, because the Morning Star is innocent. Morning Star is like they're like, oh, we make crappy fake meat from the pre-plant uh, based era. They're like, we we compound soy protein together into a brick. Um, and also, they came up with incognito chicken nuggets, which were the best fake meat chicken nuggets until. The impossible chicken nuggets hit the scene, and God, I almost felt bad about it. I truly did. Well, yeah, I guess you don't want to. Okay, you don't want to get rid of RC Cola because you want there just to be an option. Yeah, leave them be. But it's, you, it's two dollars less. But when you have Coke over here, impossible. I and then you have Pepsi Beyond Meat. Because Beyond Meat is an interloper. They're fraudulent. They pretend to be the equivalent, and then they try to get all these fucking brand deals, and it sucks shit. And every I ate. The, uh, if for anyone who didn't try the Taco Bell brief trial meat, uh, Very it brief. sucked because it was from Beyond. It was nasty. The Beyond meat at Del Taco, it's like it's fine. It tastes like it has the uh, you know the, the 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 that peculiar flavor of uh, baked meat. It's slightly, Beyond yeah, meat. Yeah, Impossible is so much better. It's just it's so much perfect. Better. The only product I'll die for, if there's going to be some sort of like impossible kingdom, I'll pledge fealty to it. A real scientist is running this. I'll like I don't know his name. He's I forget his name. He's a real scientist though, and he's my uh, Bruce Banner. You should put him to work on the climate. He is. This is his work. Oh no, that is that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the best, uh, the best human on earth. The guy who made Impossible. Kevin's pointing at my cat. Rock, Look at that sexy, sexy ass cat. <laughs> pointing, yeah, my cat's all lost weight, and Kevin just can't keep his eyes off them now. It's fucking. She's got a little belly. Hey, she got a little belly. My eyes are right here. All right. She's got a little belly. Yeah, Kevin likes some Renaissance plump. I do. <laughs> Cats anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, not dogs. Depends well, on the dog. I didn't. Did you? I didn't know how uh, insane the octopi. Fat dogs uh, are not appealing the way fat cats no, are. Fat cats are. Yeah. Fat dogs make me sad. It depends on the kind of dog. There's a few dogs. Okay. Like a beagle. If a beagle is overweight, I'm always like, ah, you're a beagle. I but, mostly just feel bad for them if no, they're overweight. You know, what's all this business about feeding dogs, dogs are... bagels? Have you heard about this? I don't mean to be Mr. Fucking... It was on what? Succession. Okay, that was or on wait. Succession? No. No, I saw... No, no. He... No, no. 
No. This is a normal thing, apparently, because I saw a Twitter thing where someone was like, oh, he doesn't know how to eat the bagel. And like all the responses were like, oh, you got to break it up into bits for him. And am I just screaming in my head? Like, what if, why is, why are we trying to make it so a dog eats a bagel? The dog shouldn't eat a bagel. It doesn't seem like if it doesn't, like if it's not working out for the dog to eat the bagel, why are we like taking steps to make sure he eats it? Because guy has the same breakfast as me. And it was just hundreds of replies. But and I felt there, there's such a thing as a dog bagel. Made for dogs. I guess that was what maybe that's what was going on. You can't get a dog bagel as regular. easily in Riverside, Iowa, as you can in the metropolises of the world, uh, like Ferndale. Yeah, I want to believe it was. A dog you, bagel. If you think that Ferndale and just some random city in Iowa are equivalent, is that where that was happening? There's also no, this. But this is it's like <laughs> okay, it's adjacent to. The I have whole, no idea what you're I'm talking about. I'm sure you about. can get doggy bagels at any bagel shop anywhere. This whole culture, it's adjacent to this whole culture of uh, just feeding your dog whatever fucking bullshit. You know, people like feed their dogs the shit off their plate. We call them doggles. Do you guys do that? Is that a normal? That's a totally normal thing to do. It's not, but it's bad to do. You shouldn't do that to your dog. You shouldn't also smoke cigarettes or drink alcohol. Well, no, but the, but we make that choice. A dog doesn't know what is and is not healthy for them. So a dog, we so, us as humans can make that choice with agency to eat something unhealthy. A dog, a one like you can't. A dog doesn't have agency to be given fucking shit that will make him unhealthy. A dog doesn't know about his death. That's what makes dogs exactly. That's what makes it worse. No, that's what makes it wonderful. What are you talking about? The dog's never gonna know about that <laughs> until okay, until the last minute, until it's like that dog's in the moment every fucking minute of the day. The dogs are zen as fuck. Yeah, are you kidding? A dog me? be eating a corn cob off a plate. You will to never. Me that is Buddha. You will never, ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever. And this is meant totally sincerely. Enjoy anything in your life as much as like. Any animal eating table scraps will. Well, I mean, do you think that's enlightenment? It doesn't have to be enlightenment. It has to. We have to reach enlightenment because we are cursed with, with self-awareness, yes. which is making you lesser. Right. Making but us lesser. the dog is not going to be happy about it when he has a bad tummy and he's dying and he's fat. Yeah, but you think he's going to associate, oh yeah, I have a oh, bad Oh, so it's all about too not much being cholesterol. blamed. Oh, it's all about the dog doesn't know we're the reason he's suffering. It's no one's fault. The dog was. How ha- about we don't feed the dog stuff that makes him suffer? Barney's. Uh, my dogs never seem to exhibit any kind oh, of. Oh, you'd see. Oh, uh, any dog I've ever had. The heart of it. We got to the fucking meat of the issue. You're a scrap feeder. Of course I'm a. Yeah, if you're not a scrap feeder and you're a dog owner, you're no. fucked up. You're no. fucked up. That's cruel. It's cruel to feed a dog scraps. No. To not feed no. your dog it scraps. It's cruel to feed a dog if it's unhealthy for them. They can have a little bit. Guess as, what? A dog a is always yeah. gonna want your food. My Even dog is if it's poison. He's my dog want it. is nearly seventeen like years old and in left, good weight. Leftover Snickers bars, like you. Okay, do you give him a taste or do you give him the whole? I don't give Barney. I don't prepare him a meal, but he gets he would gets give, plenty. Would you give Barney you a corn cob? Some, what to eat? Would you give him a corn cob? A corn? No. That would, would you let him eat a corn cob? <laughs> no, because he wouldn't know what the fuck to do with that. No, he gives him like pepperoni. Okay, well, primarily when I'm arguing against yeah. you, I'm imagining my grandfather feeding his schnauzer corn cobs. <laughs> did that, did that happen? <laughs> yeah, and his schnauzer was always mad and shitting. 
<laughs> well, yeah, you should never give a dog corn, not because of you it's bad for you. Give corn cobs <laughs> because it's gonna fuck up their shit. They're gonna have okay. weird so shit. Sounds if like they there eat is corn. some sort of conscientious element going on here. Yeah, conscientious. There, there's some foods that you shouldn't give a dog because it's weird for the dog to eat it. There we go. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but if it's okay. like a little and I will agree. A bagel it all comes out. A bagel is one Kevin of those is things. A responsible dog owner, after all. A, ba- it's a bagel all on the table. Den- dense bread is going to no. do weird things to a dog's digestion. What system. dogs want, if you if you have meats, they're going to want the meats, especially cooked meats, because these are things you a can't dog give will them never salami, experience. Salami though, or shit. <laughs> you kidding me? Bernie loves salami. <laughs> yeah, because it's full of salt and nitrates. He loves it. Nothing, and, and they, we abuse ourselves with this food. We're going to abuse Barney, our partners. Like Twenty years old, our man. beloved animal partners. I, I think it's fine. I, I'm like, you, there's nothing you could use against me. My, I like, no. if, if my dog is a winner, my dog has won the life no, of being a dog. You're fine. Whatever you're doing with your dog is good. I, you know, I'm not critiquing. I'm you. just saying, like, it depends on the dog, and it depends on the food. Your dog is. You're fine. acting like you, he's feeding him animals. No, you know what? Well, this guy, he, this guy clearly knows what he's doing with the scraps. Yeah. He, this this is no you now you see you're backpedaling. Giving corn cups to dogs is weird. You had like you were taking I a hard. I mostly want to shit on my grandpa. Okay? Very hard line. My you were dead just crying. Grandpa. You were just crying about your grandpa. I'm mostly <laughs> mad at my dead grandpa. <laughs> is that why you were crying, <laughs> thinking about those corn and cobs that he gave to dogs? Missy the Schnauzer, who was always pissed off because of her upset tummy, would snip at me. No matter oh, how oh, nice. So it all keeps up because you were getting snipped at by a dog. Snipped at by a little fucking schnauzer with a tummy ache. Yeah, I would. Did you know that schnauzers are all shitty? They're just they all have bad attitudes. Not Hobie. Okay, no Hobie did. So Hobie was. <laughs> all schnauzers. All little Hobie dogs have shitty attitudes. I grew up with. Hobie was kind of shitty though, and he did have to wear a diaper for his Hobie. last years of life. Hobie. Hobie. Was this a, do you really you name him after a, ba- a Baywatch character? Yeah, I guess so. I didn't name him. I was a baby. I was born into this. They were, your parents were real into Baywatch when they got the dog? Well, I think it was named after a singer or something. They were into like an 80s singer that was named Hobie or something. I don't know. Hobie McGuire? Is that a singer? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yep. What's next? Um, wasn't expecting a fucking uh, debate about the ethics of scraps. <laughs> Scrap feeding to become a no. You know, topic I answer. actually still think uh, I don't. You know, I think still think you're kind of a fucked up guy. Wow, interesting, no, just, interesting. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. I I'm kidding because your dog is twenty. He's seven. He's he'll be seventeen. But you're doing good with the scraps. He's a winner. He's a total winner. If John Taffer came into your house to do a bar rescue for your dog. He would have nothing. He would have he, no he comments. Would, he would. I can tell you that he would not at any point scream. You're gonna get this dog sick. <laughs> Does he do that? He screams that about. He doesn't say it about. He your says, your bar. That's his favorite thing. Because when, when they're like finds, storing the raw chicken on top says, of the cooked chicken, he's like, "You're gonna get people sick." And then they're like mad at him for being for yelling, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I can't get mad at you when you're gonna get people sick because he doesn't like have anything." Like Gordon comes in, and Gordon's like an awesome chef, and he can. And he also Gordon will stick his fingers and everything nasty, and isn't afraid of anything. And uh, and John Taffer is is an idiot who doesn't know the difference between mezcal and tequila, and he just like you know, but he still has to come in and do the same shtick. I've never seen these shows. Okay, so. When the kitchen kitchen rescue or whatever, uh, does Gordon come in and like change the me- make the menu, 
Or the, yeah, by the end of it, yeah, they redo the menu. And also, because like, usually these places, one of their fucking main problems is they have a menu that has like four hundred dishes, so they just have a bunch of shit in their freezer that goes bad. Where it's like, guess what? If you make it eight dishes, you can make sure that you don't have squid that, or snails in your freezer that no one eats. That is disgusting. Well, what are they doing at Bar Rescue though? Because it's like with a restaurant, the food is more variable. I understand there's qualities of drinks and whatever, but it's not like the the reason you go to a bar is much more to do with atmosphere than it has it's, to do with the it's drinks. It's mostly about the atmosphere. That's usually what it is. It's usually like, hey, you have to stop uh, like performing with your the band pi- every the pi- day. The pirate theme is not working. Yeah, the, the, the way that you come out and do a stand-up set uh, as the manager every day that everyone hates and you end up screaming at everyone. That's that not, real, that's bad that real, for business. Is that a real episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? There's like the ones where there's like a metal band they have that everyone hates that just plays every day because he's like friends with the owner. Why do people even uh, go to these bars? It, yeah, it's funny. That's why it's a good show. Uh, <laughs> you know, you read between the lines as far as uh, what's real and what's not. Where... People are always like, oh, reality TV is not real. But it's because it's like, okay, I can tell that, yeah, they set these people up in this room to have this conversation. But the part where, like, the people are, like, screaming and yelling and crying, like, that's really happening. Yeah, I mean, you could tell someone, hey, let's have a fake argument. But then, like, if you do it long enough, you'll just start Mm -hmm. improvising real insults at each other, and then you will draw, you know, you'll get emotionally worked up. The fake argument with John Taffer, too, or at least in these bar rescue scenarios, ends up usually being, uh, like, I'm going to tell, like, an abusive bar owner uh, exactly, like, everything, like, what he's doing wrong, and he's never heard that in his life before, and he freaks out. You know, that's what's fun to hear. Sure. And then there's one where there's just like a guy who's just like the most, he's like, a, he just sexually abuses his whole staff and, and uh, he's being screamed at by John Taffer and you can see all the bartenders in the background just grinning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, every small business owner is like at heart, like the most insane, just ball of rage and insecurity. Um, and malice. The funny that's the funny thing about John Taffer himself is that when you actually look at the bars he has like created, they're like not cool. <laughs> they're like and also that pirates bar that you referenced, do you know what they turned that into? Yeah. The corporate bar and you, grill. You were telling me about this. Yeah. Wait, they called it the corporate bar it and grill. It is the most trolly, like not sincere thing where like they don't do that on Kitchen Nightmares, where it's just just completely spectacle for the show, like fuck your business. This isn't going to work type shit. It usually feels more like, okay, we're at least trying to help you. Regardless, it's all a show. It's all profit-based. They're not actually trying to help you, but it feels more that way than this completely cynical rebrand of a pirate's bar. That They're all obsessed with dressing like pirates. It's called Pirate's Tavern. That's the whole reason this place exists. Who's obsessed with dressing as pirates? The employees or the customers? Ever, no, the employees. Okay. The employees. But what they rebranded it to was the corporate bar and grill, literally called that. Because it was beneath office buildings in like an office, like it's like. Did they change the vibe of it to like be like sleek and gray and modern? Yeah, like, they cut everything and they like the logo is like a uh, like a suit with a tie. Well, it's just this weird alien idea of what a bar is for. That like, oh, I'm a businessman at my corporation. I would like to go to the corporate bar and grill to do more business or something. Like, you don't want to think about the fucking corporate bar and grill when you go to the bar 
Sure. You want to be a pirate. Those the people who yeah. Those Wait, people just go to Bennigan's or so whatever. So you're advocating for the pirate bar. No, I'm I'm that was a, that was a joke addendum. I do think there should be the option but you do, of a you pirate truly bar don't want to think about people who want to go to the pirate bar. Yeah, they should have just made it a better pirate bar. Yeah, because no one, some people might want to go to a pirate bar. Literally, no one would ever see a sign that says "corporate bar and grill." You'd think you're not even allowed to go in there. Yeah, you'd be like, "Oh, that's not like I guess that's for the my credit card's not heavy enough. Yeah, I don't have a tie on. Yeah. yeah, like I don't think I have the right key card to get in there. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's like a Walgreens in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. I just want to go in there and steal shit. You know, one thing too, I did go back to Kitchen Nightmares from Bar Rescue and I was amazed at how much I was like, Bar Rescue, like this shit is baby shit. Like, like, Fruit flies in the liquor, whatever. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Oh, because the kitchen nightmares—they've got like si- serious science experiments Make happening. Your nightmares, <laughs> aptly titled. Oh my god, you're right. Wow, that's <laughs> a, when they filmed it. They like they all like. What are we gonna call this show? And then they all went home. And they're just like, I just couldn't sleep. <laughs> it was, I was just haunted all night by these strange dreams. Like, oh, they're like the tapioca pudding was talking to me, and it had fangs. <laughs> All right, now it's thirty minutes of uninterrupted Nick Corner. I'm gonna put my mic down and just let Nick go. Right, yeah, let's do. What do we notice? What do we notice? Uh, well, I noticed that my screening of West Side Story today that an old lady uh, left to go to the bathroom during "I Feel Pretty," and I was just like, "You made a terrible mistake." You liked West? Did you like West Side Story? It's great. The Shark Boy's back. The, sh- uh, the Shark Boy never left. He's got a new film. He's got a new film. It's great. You thought he could only do a shark one. No, he could do... Don't Hey, don't get fooled. Hey, I, uh, he can also do a musical as whoa, well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you not aware that there are sharks in West Side Story? Oh. Yeah, it's the sharks and the jets. It's a natural transition. Yep. He made that shark movie, and now he's making another movie with sharks. Yep. This is his long-awaited reboot of Jaws. That's no great. one ever thought it would happen, but... Has he ever made a musical before? Uh, never, not explicitly a musical, but there is a musical sequence in Temple of Doom. There's a musical sequence in 1941. These are small, little key yeah, bumps. Well, that's actually this is interesting that he's line. never made one, now that you mention it. Yeah. It's not that weird. I mean, like, most most filmmakers haven't made a musical. If you think about it. <clears throat> it's true, I haven't. I mean, like, even most of the big ones haven't made musicals. I should, though. Nolan's never made a musical. Nolan I would love would, to see his Nolan's musical. Never gonna make Nolan can't. No, most of them would. Never. No. He can't. Please. No, he wouldn't. He would right? make the worst musical ever made. He's I would like, love to I see mean, it. He is the most Coppola artistic director we have. Which is uh, he did like and he fulfills that role. Clint Eastwood made a musical wonderfully, he and did. that means that these are a lot of their these directors like least successful or least like well liked movies. You were saying, Dustin. I love I love him for wanting to make these intricate films with all these little moving parts and no human beings in them. Uh, you know, but we can't have you got to have human beings to sing. It's true. Maybe he could. Or it could be it. the first AI. Yeah. Have, like no, airplanes no singing. Yeah, that be. <laughs> <laughs> I found out that those safe ports or whatever those things are called, you know, in Tenet, whatever those the, the yeah. 
those air the airport where the art is yeah yeah those are real yeah that's a real thing yeah it's fucked up pretty fucked up yeah like if you need to like get some some kind of it's mostly for um like money laundering i think yeah hey bro that's what it's all for man what'd you notice today asshole well um Well, you know, nothing. Really nothing. in tune with your environment. There, there's there not was, a single piece of visual data. I, mean, I did notice an old man gawking at a lady's butt. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. I was like, I like, she like, I mean, I feel like it's like, okay, you know, it's it's like not, you know, it's not good to say. But was he gawking respectfully? But or it was, was funny he gawking? to me to see it. I just don't want to be like, I'm like talking about the girl's butt, but I saw a man that was in the parking lot with just the biggest grin on his face ever. Just like practically <laughs> drooling. Like Prince Philip in the car. And followed his eyeballs. It saw uh, a, a woman who had tights that maybe were uh, more translucent than she had, uh, had anticipated when she put them on. And the guy like looked at me. The guy like looked at me in my car and was like, yeah, right? He like couldn't believe his luck. He was fucking. Yeah, it's like finding a dollar in the ground. <laughs> He's just like. It's not gonna change your day. It's not gonna like. It's, you're not gonna be like, oh my god, I just won the lottery. But it's gonna put a little smile on your face. He was trying to like wave me on. He's like, hey, if you want to follow her around in the grocery store too, there's room, man. Aww. Come on board. <laughs> wow. I mean, we don't need to slander the man. He could just be enjoying his good fortune. You're right. You're right. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. He was just yeah. And then and then when he got in the grocery store. He uh, immediately just went to go buy his like macaroni and cheese or whatever. Like yeah. his, he went to buy his Brussels sprouts. And he thought about that for the rest of the day. Whenever, yeah, he, whenever bought, he... he bought mac and cheese and and then he stirred it slowly later. <laughs> Excuse me. To quote Aziz and sorry, the macaroni and cheese fucking days are over. You know that sound it makes when you stir it. Oh, sex sounds like fucking. Yeah. Nick, that's like uh, macaroni in a pot. What did I notice? As yeah. Cardi Cardi uh, B said it better. Yeah, <coughs> macaroni in a pot. She did better. Famously said, it said Cardi it B. much better. She said it so much better. Fucking what a like honestly, that song is genuinely poetic. Like it's very good. Quap. Yeah, like it's well. People that you know, it's a powerful song. It the reason a- why it's successful is not because it's. Uh, just purely because it's shocking or like controversial. It's actually funny and well written. It's got like Yeah, it is. Macaroni when you hear macaroni in a pot, you're like that fucking It's evocative. That rocks. It's <laughs> evocative. <so> funny. <laughs> like, did she write that? Who wrote that? Like that's oh man. If she wrote that it's like Sondheim level. Yeah. Sure. God. That's the type of shit that makes Drake shiver. Every time someone, he's like, did they write that or did they have a whole team of people that are writing it too? He's like, did Cardi B write it? He's like, no way, no way, no way, no way she did. No. I write all my own lyrics too, by the way, about how I'm constantly overcoming my troubles with my lady and my kid, but also nothing's getting on my mind. Yeah. About how sad it is to be rich and fucking women. It's pretty sad. 
fucking clown. Yeah. Bro, start, try to start a cult or something. Become, start a relation, you know. Yeah, get on Jared Leto's level. Yeah, just like do some fucking shit, man. What the hell are you doing? I guess he's in his 30s. So that's the difference. Yep. In your 30s, when you're in your 40s, that's when you start your cult and all that stuff. Really, well, something to look forward to for you. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do that shit for real, for real good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be ready for it, too. I'm going to really believe it by that point. Like, it's not going to be me tricking people. God, that's dangerous. You, you, you're you're, you're going to Jim Jones it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not, no, but like in a Stalin type of way. Oh. But you want to be Stalin? I'm not, I mean, yeah, everyone wants to be the cool, awesome guy who robs banks and has your friends constantly get shot around you and you're not scared and you still become the leader of the communist state. Yeah, of course. I would love to be the guy who just like robs a bank and all my friends die. And I'm like, okay, cool. Next, until tomorrow. Yeah, the other day I had a thought, uh, or I was thinking as I was working, uh, I never, as I was coming home from work, I never, I never think like this ever. I, because uh, I don't think about, I don't indulge these thoughts because they're like so stupid. Like there's, like, I'll never do them. But I was indulging the thought for the first time in, since I was like maybe like a, a 12 year old where I was like, maybe I should rob a bank. Like how, how That's am I start, man? How can I get That's money? That's the first step towards being a communist and doing real leftist organizing. No, I was thinking purely <laughs> in terms of what is the quickest way I can get a lot of money mm-hmm. that I would be able, that I could even do. Like where I was thinking like, all right, what could you build I mean, the nerve up to do? Could I you mean, rob a bank? Probably making a big, Big bet in uh, Bitcoin or the stock market, though that involves gambling. You're talking, but so does robbing the bank. No, but those aren't. Yeah, I guess I could. I would rather One rob a bank and, too, so and the, fuck uh, up. The stakes are like you'd rather have the stakes be that you die. That's what. That's what I'm saying. It's this is what I was thinking about. I was thinking about okay. Obviously, the easiest, most realistic Bro, way to make like money right now. Just put some money in that. Yes, the most realistic way would be to do investing or gambling. Uh, but thing- oh, we could be in a Jane Dabish film. We're gonna be checking on some people to see if they're going crazy or not. It's a mental health check. And the thing I hate about it, start communicating on Facebook. It kind of sucks because they're asking how am I doing on Facebook. Come on, get a fucking life and give me a fucking call. I'm not sure if she's gonna answer or not. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Okay. How are you? Oh, I'm really exhausted. I just wanted to say I'm doing a mental health check on people to see if they're going insane or not or if they're going to flip out. or If you're watching the news, are you going to flip out? The other day, uh, I was just in on my computer and Maya uh, yelled from the, from the room with the TV, uh, Dustin, new Jane Dabish. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, you really, you really reached like the highest stage of possible relationship harmony. Oh yeah, oh no, that's why we're life partners. You've been, you've been able to give someone your fucking brain disease of, <laughs> of like watching Jane Damage videos. She gets it, man. It's that's it, beautiful. I'm it's, so happy it's not for you. That different from watching Connor O'Malley. You're you're right, sort of. <laughs> At least with Connor, like I know I'm watching like self-conscious art like i know that there's like a 
you know, there's a guiding hand here that knows what it's doing. It's just that Jane, like, God, people that don't, people. She's like like naive. If you haven't watched it, then you don't. I will always be like, am I just watching this because it's bad? But then she just says stuff where like she said one of my favorite quotes the other day uh in 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 a video where she was talking to her friend in a traveling act like part 35 she said did the therapist give you a box of napkin to cry and that is just like as good as it gets (laughs) i'm gonna remember that sentence until i die did your therapist give you a box of napkin to cry (laughs) <laughs> I've heard this already so I'm not that's why I'm not laughing <laughs> I, I, we have, I have I have a other let me let me see if I have uh, the, my other Jane quotes uh, oh yeah no but I, I said this did I say this I think I said this to you too uh, already Nick uh, but she said I had a I, I had a I had a puppet with a fake chest, but she's kidnapped. Just like she comes, like that's her normal way of speaking. She's just like constantly, you'll be watching these things and you'll be like, I want to like every single sentence. Like it just, well, she, she can't be stopped. I mean, if for someone who's like sick of the routine of life, of social intercourse, of like, oh, okay, I, I know how generally the script of how we're going, this is going to go. We're going to have a conversation. You're, you're like going to talk about something in a coherent way. When you say a sentence, that I know generally the, you know, where it's going to go. You know, with right. pr- most people you meet. People it's like a, pretending to make sense together. Yeah. I but then you meet someone who's like, fuck it. Variety is the spice of life. Every minute should be an adventure. Uh, Someone who's their own person. Yes, just purely like inhibiting themselves. Uninhibiting. In an uninhibited way. And uh, it's exciting. You know, you're like, it it, it shatters through the kayfabe of life. It crackles. Yeah. Jane Jane Davish crackles. (laughs) She absolutely does. She crackles and pops and snaps. All right, Nick. It's Nick Corner now. I don't know. What do you want to know? I had this thought today that the worst part about COVID ending is we have to listen to all these podcasts advertising their live shows again. I'm just sick of that. I wish uh, COVID was back so that all the podcasts wouldn't be telling us about their live shows. All right. And that's when we announce, folks, we are going on our first tour. Yeah. Our first live show at a street corner near you. It is that the street corner closest to you. (laughs) Just go to it at midnight and we will be there. (laughs) That's and we'll be doing the show. Enjoy. We'll be actually we'll be handing out the coordinates of the live show uh, only to Patreon subscribers. So if you subscribe to the Patreon, uh, you will be dead dropped the location of what street corner. Everyone, if everyone who subscribes to the Patreon, if we do ever actually like blow up and make a bunch of money, I'll send everyone a thousand dollars right now that is subscribed. Yes, everyone, right now in this episode, I'm committing to that. Everyone, right, right now on d- December, uh, what twelfth, ninth, ninth, my sister's birthday. <laughs> Uh, everyone that is subscribed to the Patreon, I'll go check if this podcast ever blows up. 
I'll send you each a thousand dollars. That's a promise. And I'll send you. I have no idea how many people that is. A Might Blu-ray be no one. of your favorite anime. 4K Ultra High Def. I know it's way less. Than Kevin you, will watch an anime you. with you. Yeah, I'll Kevin, come to your house and if, watch an anime. Kevin, with you. each one of you who is subscribed to the Patreon right now, and you can't do it after this. Sorry. Yeah. Offer only, closed. The only the ones who are currently subscribing. Kevin will watch any anime you want with him. Yep, I'll do it. I'll do it. And he won't. He won't hold back. He'll tell you how fucking much he hates it. Yeah, I'm not gonna pretend. He'll be throwing up, oh, <laughs> vomiting all over his sweatshirt. He's like trying to hold it in with his hands. He's trying to be nice, but he can't stop throwing up. And you'll be uh, tasked with the cleanup. I'm not going to be doing Yeah, you do have to that. come over. You're going to have to get a flight into, <laughs> you're going to have to come into Mich- to Michigan and clean up his car. He's, he's ca- it's a carpeted floor. It is a carpeted floor. So, and he is going to be dutifully at his computer watching it with you, throwing up everywhere. So. Mm-hmm. It's going to get on the carpet. <laughs> and what will Nick do? I don't know. All I can think of is like a dick pic. Everybody gets a dick pic. <laughs> Nick's going to send you a dick. Send a dick pic. Oh, only a dick pic? Why not just give him a, you know, throw him a... Nick's going to send a dick pic to every listener. Yeah. Everyone, send me an email. If you want a dick pic, send an email to Trash Delivery Pod. Do you check the email? No, I haven't checked it since I made it like <laughs> two years ago. Nope. But that's, we are uh, cool for that, actually. Yes. I mean, if you want a dick pic, just hit me up on Twitter. Or just text him at his number. Don't do that. His number is, I don't know. Do you have it set to, that anyone can DM you? Oh, I don't know. You got to set it to that, man. Mm -hmm. My God, so many listeners have probably tried to cyber with you and (laughs) you haven't been there for them. I'll change the setting. <laughs> That's good. It's got a, it's got an alert that there's a new red scare. <laughs> How's your red scare listening going? Great. I'll be listening to that. While I I subscribed to them briefly just to listen to their uh, Alex Jones episode. I listened to it without subscribing. Oh, do they have a Black Wolf thing? Yeah. I tried to find it, but I I didn't. Uh, I guess I at that point had uh, five dollars. Enough to make me justify not continuing to search. I'm happy to say I've never donated to any uh, podcast Patreon. So really, yep. Yeah. I well, I, I I will say I'm not going to continue my uh, subscription because God bless them. I like them for being uh you know trying to be funny and stuff, but also they're really just not smart. I'm sorry, guys. See, I'm I, sorry. I mean, Red if you're Scare listening girls. for smart, you're listening to the wrong podcast. God, but could you just try to be smart a little bit? Is it really going to kill really you? Hard. Is it going to really kill hard. you to try to be smart? Why do you you like it because it's hot? Because it, they're hot and no. contrarian. No, the contrarian stuff is almost refreshing when you're used to listening to like I don't know, not that, but it's like it quickly wears thin when you realize they're not smart. <laughs> That's like, well, Kevin loves it. I, don't, I do love it. I don't know. Well, I know, but why. Kevin likes the hot girl aspect of it. I, that is a part of it, but it is not the whole part of it. I like that they talk about, but they're a lot like of the another same... type of person who pretends to have read more than they have, and that's very annoying. Sure, they, they definitely <laughs> like, are that. Uh, it is annoying. Just admit it that you don't read much, for God's sake. <laughs> I think I think Dasha would admit that. I don't think Anna would admit that. That's the thing is that Dasha doesn't pretend to have read much, but Anna pretends like she's a fucking scholar, yes. and she just she's not smart. 
but she tries really hard, and you have to. She's like smart it's, enough it's, to it's, be funny. It's points for which effort. Which is like she's smart enough to be funnier than like liberals or annoying leftists, which makes her seem smart comparatively. Sure. That to, to like prioritize being funny makes you seem way smarter than people who are like just constantly annoying. But good God. But sorry, but I want to hear what you have to say. There's, I was just, I wasn't trying to get into a topic. I was just saying, I was like, ooh, I got a notification. <laughs> my days are go by what? what That's po- my take on Red Scare is that I really wanted to like them for some reason. To the point where I gave them $5. Yeah, I'm sorry. And I'm to just the- like, good God. Well, you want, you want good politics, and it's like, well. It feels like no, like, good politics. Like I feel like fucking uh, I won't go into my opinions on podcasts. No, I just want I want a couple of people who are going to talk about mostly cultural topics uh that that are more closer to what I'm interested in. The more interested in the uh the uh I don't you, I get a different flavor of I it's a view askew from the typical podcast. No, yeah, no, I totally relate to that. Or I, I understand that aspect. They, as far this is this uh, is what I'll say. You have to absolutely admire this. People, I remember they were dunking on them for this. Like people like making fun of uh, like Dasha for um, uh, doing the Alex Jones thing after. Like, oh my god, she's tanking her career. Like she's in this big big show right now. Why would you release a podcast with Alex Jones? That is undeniably an admirable thing to do. This shows that she is. Willing to ruin her career because she actually believes the things she says. That that's the stuff that makes you want to like them, or like me. And like I do like them. I do like. I don't dislike them. I don't mean to feel like I like because I ranched about this. Yes. Like I mean, I think fundamentally, like they're basically funny people. Uh, they're 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 they are committed to their shtick. Yeah, it is. Also, their- I think it's like like it's yeah, it's cool to meet with Alex Jones because it's like they're they're not playing. It's just like not. Playing into the whole thing of like this stuff is like life or death. Like Alex Jones is the fucking guy who's gonna lead us towards the brink of of destruction or anything. Like this weird liberal mindset that he's like such a dangerous figure rather than just being like an opportunist among yes. this whole landscape of actual people who do are yes. doing harm. They know they they come at the whole world of online discourse acknowledging tacitly that this entire thing is ridiculous. Maybe that's why it's like at least listenable compared to other podcasts is it's like just having people that can relax about online yes. and not take it fucking... They're very... They'll never get worked up seriously about anything online and that's beautiful about it. Yeah. <laughs> I respect... Yeah. That's what I love that, about that, it. That's respectable. It's like I can get the... It's like I can get the discourse but without any of the fucking ridiculous hysteria. Right. That's what I love most. Of, that's why. That's one of the things I love most about it. I appreciate that, and honestly, that's that's probably the reason why I will still keep checking in with them is because I'll be like, yeah, how are they? Uh, like, not how are they being regular about stuff right now? Yes, they're 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 having a normal one online. <laughs> Just uh, because that's how we all should be. It, it, it's a thing of it resists against this attitude of, yeah, there is real serious stuff happening in the world, but. The idea that you personally taking on an attitude of being really serious about it, having anything to do with like alleviating suffering in the world or pain for the people you care about, this whole thing of like, I'm just going to be this really intense online persona of caring about suffering that doesn't act, that that's, that's the end of it. Right. That's as far as you get with it. Like, yeah, that shit is... 
It no. is, uh, it's, it's take the grill pill. Yeah. Put on blue banisters, have a nice time, relax. There, yeah. There's also this whole fucking annoying contingent of the new, and like, it's like where Brianna Joy Gray has like ended up and stuff too. These weird, like YouTube communists who are just fucking, they, 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 they are, have this patina of being Marxist, which makes it refreshing, I guess, enough to the YouTube viewers to get them a new group of, to like, to, to, to like stick a wedge into like the viewership of other streamers and get their own viewers out of it. But they, they, they come into it all fucking Marxist and stuff, all pretending to be communist. But then all they will talk about is just the fucking like soup of the day shit. Just the online drama. Just gossip. Just like, oh, this guy said this about Jimmy Dore. Like apparently being a leftist means you have to have an opinion about Jimmy Dore. Yeah. You have to fucking like have some sort of, you have to know where you stand in, some, in the Jimmy Dore drama. It's like fucking such a joke. Like, like all of the, it's like funny because they all take them, the way that they get themselves worked up to take all this shit seriously enough to, to get involved in the first place is that they pretend it's that they're really seriously involved in politics. That they all, this all like, oh, we're really, really care about what's going on. This is politics. It's like, come on, you're going to be a fascist? What the hell? Or you're going to be, you're going to be a fucking. Yeah, they're blowing all their emotional, like, power on the on like hot air yeah you gotta save that stuff for irl it's, of- it's just god it's just like you go you would actually be better off paying attention to the kim kardashian kanye divorce right now way more interesting way more it's like you the, the the level with which you are engaging with uh like you know leftist ideology i guess in air quotes is is it is basically the same Right, and it's also it's just and it's all yeah it's the same, but it's hollow and boring just on an aesthetic level. It's so level. boring. I don't know how they fucking stay interested in it. Yeah, it's like, so at least fucking with Kanye boring. And Kim, like, you oh, have like high Hassan, art. Hassan, oh Hassan doesn't understand Marxism. We're gonna watch a two-hour video uh, breaking down how a guy I already think isn't smart. Like, isn't- well, because every argument at the end of the day, every leftist in, in, intra infighting drama, whatever comes down to the same, it always redounds to the exact same conflict, which is this person doesn't understand this thing as much as I do. Every single one comes down to that bottom line. I am the better person than this person. Yeah, it's all every yeah, single debate, one. like own culture. I like got foolishly a little maybe, uh, excited isn't the right word, but I was like, oh, maybe this could be cool. When I saw that there were like these like guys who were calling themselves Marxists coming into like the YouTube streamer culture that I... Uh, should not pay attention to. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, but maybe this is cool. And it just so quickly became them just uh, just completely aesthetically being Marxists. And just it's all about still having the same fucking horrible arguments that like they don't realize you're not doing politics because nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about. Like outside of this, they all think that they're like engaged in this big debate that is politics. And it's just like, you won't get that here on this podcast. No, thank, no, sir. Well, we're not going to lie to you. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're not going to be like, this is politics. Nope. I'll, I'll never lie to you and my listeners and say that I think you should listen to this, that this is good. That this is worth your time. That I think anything I'm saying. I think is, it's good. Uh, well, Dustin, I just don't think it's politics. That's Dustin's opinion. I think that this whole thing is insane. I don't know why you listen to it. I'm on record. 
It's because all the podcasts saying that because they all suck. All the podcasts are bad, and it's they try to tell you to go do better help. Friend simulator. Yeah, and all some some of the friend simulators will turn sour on you, and you'll think you're hanging out with your friends, but then they start telling you to do better help. To well, do what? To do. BetterHelp is a is a online platform where you can do online therapy. Oh no, I oh, that I know yeah. that one. Yeah, uh, we'll never do that to you. We're always going to be your real friends. Yeah, I'll never tell you about this service that can. You know, are you subscribing to too many things? Well, I have a service for you that will eliminate the things you don't need anymore. Yeah, I will never start an Instagram live and then. Get flustered and call you all parasocial. No, I will never and invite you into a Twitter space. I will never start a Beatles safe talk space and <laughs> scream at everyone that joins uh, for calling me white for liking the Beatles. Wait, is the thing that you just mentioned? Did that happen? Yeah, there's this dumbass on Twitter that I follow for aesthetic reasons. That's a hot check. And uh, I follow her on Instagram, too. And she, like, I was just, I don't know. She started an Instagram Live thing. And it was, like, it was after the bar. So I was thinking maybe I'd get to see a titty or something. And she was just, like, drunk and obnoxious. And then, like, realized that nobody gives a shit about her. And was, like, you're all, this is, you're all parasocial. And then I'm going to bed and, like, hung up. Damn, that no, we'll never good, do actually. that to you. We'll just bring you back to our apartment and make sweet romantic love to you Correct. and become your life partner. Correct. Not me. I, I will send you dick pics. I will watch this happen, but I won't participate. Dustin will become your life partner and Nick will fuck you and I will watch from the corner. I'll become your parasocial life partner. Cocking I can't him. actually participate in that at all because <laughs> I do actually have a real life, life partner. But I'll one hundred percent like uh, release podcasts about your parasocial. Your parasocially poly. Yeah, I'll be like, uh, yeah, I'm your pod boy. <laughs> I'm your pod boy. Mwah. There we go. Just clip that. Anyone that wants that type of thing. I'm your pod boy. Yeah. Nick, Just now you say that. I'm your pod boy. Right, we got we to make sure it's all of us have it so like every listener can have it. The one that they want saying it, they can have that as their text tone. Yeah, it's like those Beatles things where like they would print out their lips yeah. in the magazine and be like, which ones do you want to kiss? I'm going to take a look who's got the best lips. John's are pretty thin. Paul probably, I would guess. Ringo's Probably. got some lips. Yeah, but don't you know? I mean, he, he like I'm not. I'm not trying to shit on Ringo. Ringo's the hottest Beatle. You think so? Yeah. He's hotter in person. Do you know? Do you know who all? How do you know that? Do you know I them all by the lips? Piston. Who's who? Who's who? <laughs> Who's who? Do you know? Uh, yeah. John is top right. Yes, that's John. I think. Uh, let's see. John or George? Is that George below him? Yeah, that is George below him. That's Paul bottom left. And Wait, that... no, this the bottom right is Ringo, and the upper left is George. Then oh, okay. Well, Paul right? is bottom left. Let me see. Let me see. The most important thing is I got John's upper lips right, right is definitely John. Yeah, upper left is George. Yeah, and then bottom right is Ringo, and up, bottom, bottom left, left is, Paul. is Paul. 
That makes sense. Yeah, you can't stump me. Don't even fucking try. I'm not a lip I'll make guy. a fool out of you. Come on and debate the Beatles with me. I'm not like I a man's mouth guy. You. So I can't really say objectively. I can tell you, this is this might be... Uh, like Other people who like lips would might disagree. They might actually think this is the best lip. And I won't argue with them. Because it's like, I can see why you'd like that if you're into lips. I'm going to set up a Beatles debate I think debate Paul's space. are the worst here. And it's not just because Paul's like, you know, I, I was talking shit about Paul. They know? are. I don't like, they're too weird they're too, shaped. They look, they look uh, like Botox before Botox even yeah. existed. Like some people might really Paul like that. Paul is too hot. We all can agree on that. I, I can totally vehemently disagree. I think he's the least attractive Beatle. Um, That's why he's least attractive is because of how hot he is. <laughs> I and again, I hate to come down to this because I don't. I, it seems like I'm being totally biased based on knowing whose the lips are. Where I'm like, oh, Paul's lips are the worst and George's are the best. But I really think George's are the like the the most standard. Yeah, there's George was the is, we know George is the hottest. Like, Ringo has great full lips too. Objectively, I, I would go George, Ringo, John, Paul lips. And that was his curse. It would have been better off not being the hottest, not being hot. Yeah. He was constantly getting confused because he'd go off uh, with all his groupies and shit, and they'd be like, "Oh, we love you, George. You're so wonderful." And he'd come back and be like, "Why don't you treat me like that, John and Paul? Why don't you suck my dick?" And he, they're like, "Because you're not as good a songwriter as us." And I mean, mine is not that very. It's not very good. It's kind of a, a bit of a. It's just not as good as the other one. Do you think I mean mine is worse than Maxwell Silver Hammer? Maxwell Silverhammer is the worst Beatles song. And that is the reason the Beatles broke up. <laughs> Actually. I mean, I do love reading the interviews, the recollections of all the Beatles years later talking about Max, where they're all like, they're, they all hated doing it except for Paul, who was like, oh, they all grow up. It wasn't that bad. There's an interview or like a recorded thing that I, I guess it's like from... That that time that didn't make get back from all these like leaked audio things that I as a Beatles freak have heard, where uh, John, where is at, is like giving as an example, because John is actually as you anyone who watches more diplomatic than you would expect. He's like more of a reflective diplomatic guy, and he's giving as an example uh, of a time that they all got on board with something Paul wanted to do being when they all recorded Maxwell Silverhammer with him. And then Paul responds by saying that he didn't actually like that song that much. And John is like, what the fuck? Then why did we do it? <laughs> None of us liked it. And we all spent four days recording it. <laughs> so that's the story of Maxwell Silverhammer and why it's the worst Beatles song and the reason the Beatles broke up. And, uh, Thanks for listening to Trash Delivery. Yeah, unless Nick has anything more to say. Uh, I don't know. I watched The Fugitive last night for like the 500th time. That was good. It's a great movie. Did he he got he got away? Uh, well, well, we don't want to spoil it. Yeah, we don't We're Peter Pan on this. He runs pretty yeah. fast, though, that guy. So good. So good. They try to catch him. He's fucking fast. Listeners, beware of the one-armed man. Like, there he is, The Fugitive. Oh, shit, he's at it. Damn, he's out of here. He's too fast. Okay. Don't, and don't forget to take your Provasic. That's right. Thanks for listening to Trash Delivery. I'm Dustin. Damage, we already said our names multiple times, but let's say it again. Kev Dog, Kev Bo. That's me. Nick.
And that's the we're never we won't say them again for three episodes. You this didn't was say yours. You didn't say yours. I said nope. Dustin, we already said ours, so we're good. Ah, uh, get fucked. Come on, get fucked. Shade.